1: Welcome to The clip out episode 322. This is Crystal O'Keefe.
0: And this is Tom O'Keefe. So uh, where to start?
1: Start with food prep.
0: With food prep? That's
1: where I want to start. You
0: want to start with, what do you want to tell me about your food prep? No, 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 no. no. We're going to
1: talk about your food prep.
0: I prep my food just like Angela wants me to. Yeah, well, that's, that's the that's the end of the story. I would have no, no nothing no, no. more interesting to say about that topic. It's
1: definitely not the end of the story. This <laughs> this week got real interesting. And, and I want you all to to keep in mind this type of thing happens often at our house. Not always Tom. Usually it's his son.
0: So I have mostly outgrown things like this, but my son has <laughs> it in spades because it's how I was when I was that age. So I was meal prepping and so I make i tend to eat the same thing every day that's not what MetPro tells people to do it's how i utilize MetPro. that's the yes. choice i make so <laughs> so i i tend to make this concoction with uh i make taco meat and then i pour ragu on it and mix in cheese and i mix it all together and it, it kind of tastes like chili right yeah. and so and so that's what i have for lunch every day so i'll make like two pounds of taco meat and then measure it out. So I'm done for a week and a half whatever. Right. So I'm, so I I'm making it all. And I have a jar of ragu that's like half full and I have a brand new jar of ragu. So like I, I start with the, the old jar of ragu pouring it in. And then I had opened the, the other one so it was ready to go and I and I I started pouring it in measuring out like the amount that I want and then I, I it runs out because it's only half full and I'm making like 12 of the things or something and then I go to grab the other one and it's a brand new thing a ragu right so you got to shake that up and I go to shake it up and I realize I had already taken the lid off of it yeah, yeah. and so I'm like standing in the kitchen looking like Sissy Spacek in the last scene of Carrie
1: yeah yeah that's I, exactly what it looked like I,
0: or in the opening scene of Carrie, that you're gonna throw tampons at me <laughs> I was just covered I look like a crime scene the whole kitchen is covered in <laughs> ragu and I'm just I like
1: it was uh, like
0: what half the bottle <laughs> yeah
1: I mean it wasn't quite half because we have ginormous little cans of ragu like it's like 44 ounces so it wasn't half but it was a lot it was
0: sizable there was not one article of clothing <laughs> that i didn't have no. ragu on and
1: and he's counting t-shirt jeans uh, hoodie socks socks and the hoodie i had to take off of like he couldn't even move his it was in his goatee it was yeah it
0: was, it was on my face it was on his head yeah. it was
1: everywhere i had he had to like he just stood there while i undressed him <laughs> I I took off his hoodie and i put it straight in the washer
0: i and... like was my <laughs> face was covered in ragu like i had starred in some sort of fan fiction Mario Brothers porno (laughs) it was it was crazy town
1: moral of the story don't shake the jar unless you know the jar is closed yes yeah
0: or have Crystal food do your food (laughs) prep
1: I had to do the cleanup yes you left the room to go clean yourself because I
0: was covered in it I know I was covered. and
1: then and then actually i have to give credit where credit is due brian did help clean yeah. that up so well,
0: because he wasn't in a panic yeah if, if it, it was had been him, him he would have been frozen like a deer in the headlights that kid
1: and... since i met him i remember the first time that he spilled milk and he just stood there we all were like clean it up yeah like all of us and he's just standing there looking at the tidal wave of milk <laughs> and covered just in milk stared at it
0: coining a classic brianism
1: I I milked milked myself. myself. (laughs) Which he still uses to this day. Oh. He just milked himself the other day. (laughs) So never a dull moment in the O'Keefe household. I
0: feel like we just got the an explicit rating in the Apple Podcast store.
1: And and we have one of those refrigerators that has like pictures and you can do like Little sticky notes notes
0: and stuff. Yeah. So
1: Sydney, what does Sydney do? She she goes and makes a sticky note. It says, "We have a whole list of Brianisms, Brian quotes." And she put, "I milked myself this morning." Brian O'Keefe. Brian O'Keefe. Anyway.
0: So uh, anyway, uh, hey, thanks to everyone from the Patreon group that came and hang out, hung out with us on Friday. We had a Zoom call for Patreon members. That was a blast and uh and we also last week released our first clipped out bonus episode for the patreon which was free to everybody so if you want it if you want to know what that sounds like and you can go over there and listen that first one for free doesn't cost you a thing we don't ask for your credit card number although if you want to send it to us we'll take it absolutely but we're not asking for it (laughs) and uh we're basically there's so much stuff coming at us and we're trying to keep these things a a little shorter and uh so, so we're still talking about things but some of the less I hate to say important but the, the but let's just say the less important <laughs> the, the lesser big news is we'll be t- discussing over there so we can kind of keep this,
1: this another way focused. another way to look at it is we're trying to focus on the stories that uh enhance your experience with yes the bike yeah or the tread etc instead of just like a bunch of word vomit. So we're trying to kind of find that new now, like, strike, find a balance. Strike a balance. Yeah. So
0: um so uh what to pray tell do you have in store for people this week?
1: Well let's see uh we're gonna talk about uh what's going on with the power zone mm-hmm. it, basically Peloton has a lot of features that are coming out so we're gonna talk about all of those. Right. Uh and we're also going to be talking about an interesting now hiring that we saw. Okay. We have a visit, a stop, if you will, from Dr. jen and we talk about I love this topic, what to do when an instructor upsets you, either something they said directly to you on a live. Maybe they just said something in class you disagreed with, but we got you covered either way. For sure. We have a bunch of stories about what's going on with the instructors. Uh, We also have a visit from Angelo. Is there a benefit to doing multiple shorter workouts instead of one longer workout? Uh, We have a celebrity discussion, new content we're going to go through. And also and in case you missed it segment plus birthdays.
0: And who are we talking to this week?
1: We are talking to Joka Tifa. OK, uh, she it, she is an amazing writer uh, and she came across our like
0: purview. It, yeah, because radar?
1: when I yeah radar, perfect. When I was looking for people to write for the website, she came up and and she was like i would love to do this but we we really need people for during the day and uh she has a very busy demanding day job and so we started when we went through the list of all the people who reached out we just Mm -hmm. kind of looked into all their background you know a little bit of understanding of who they were
0: credit checks things (laughs) like that exactly had fbi swing by ask them some
1: questions totally yeah Well, after we had the FBI review, um, (laughs) we were, we were looking and, uh, Joe Katifa. She has a, uh, blog all about like how to prepare and deal with death. It's called morning space morning as in with a U with a U. Yes. Uh, And she's just a really excellent writer, but also the subject matter itself kind of fascinated us because you don't see a lot of people talking about these for sure. And of course, she's a huge Peloton fan. So all of that brought her onto the show
0: awesome and it's a fascinating talk it's not maudlin so no. don't feel like, you're no, no, like oh no. i don't want to you know like it's it i think it i thought it was i really enjoy talking to her so me too so awesome well before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast you can find us while you're there be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode maybe leave us a review that's always super helpful you can also find us on facebook facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And, uh, if you just don't have enough clip out in your life, you can get even more. If you join our Patreon, you now get a bonus episode every week, a companion episode of all the things we didn't have time to, to fit into this episode it'll be over there waiting for you. Also, the episodes will be ad free. And when we get them early, you get them early. So there's all that benefit for you. So if you want to go check that out at patreon.com slash the clip out, of course, we have a YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes at youtube.com slash the clip out. Also, finally, we throw a lot of links at you during an episode. And you can get a complete listing of those links if you join the newsletter at the newly redesigned theclipout.com so it's so
1: pretty it's
0: very nice so there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we
1: we shall
3: peloton in the news
0: we have an update in the world of power zone stuff yep Uh, you can now get performance graphs in your workout history
1: yeah which i really should have seen coming uh, after they made those pretty graphs for the rowing. Uh, Cause the rower had all these graphs come out that were basically like, how well did you stay in your zone? That's exactly right. what power zone is. I should have seen this coming, uh, but.
0: We need something like this for Facebook comments. How well did you stay in your zone? <laughs> like
1: they would always be red
0: this comment you made it's none of your damn business whatever you're saying this graph will show you how much not of your business it was
1: yeah there's some people i could share that with that's for sure um but so many lovely people that i interact with as well. also true so they would get a very positive graph they would they would well what i like about this graph is that it's rainbow colored i will never not like (laughs) the rainbows but i also really like the visual of being able to see exactly how how you covered your zones there's a few of these different kinds of graphs out there they all show up in your workout history uh, so if you haven't seen them yet uh, my understanding is not everybody has it but also uh, not everybody had it last week as of yet please make sure that you have the latest update on any of your equipment if you are looking for this information um, it should have made it its way to you by now
0: so do you think this is just kind of a, Oh, here's a little thing we did for power zone and then move on. Or do you think we'll see more power zone related tweaks get baked into you know, the app and the equipment?
1: It's a really good question. I think that they might be adding more. Um, my thought process is that uh team Wilpers for the first time ever is doing a power zone challenge, which is just kind of fascinating given that, you know, he he used to be very heavily involved in power zone pack for Mm -hmm. all i know he still is i have no idea but this just seems like a new kind of version of that so for people who haven't found their way to the power zone pack and maybe you're with team Wilpers, this is another way to get your challenge on but the reason that i think that maybe we're going to see more is because there's more coming from matt about this so that just kind of leads me in that direction uh, but who knows? It's it's hard to say. And even if we do, it could be months.
0: Everyone has been super excited. Not everyone. A uh, lot yeah. of people <laughs> has have been super excited about the ability to view different streaming platforms on their device. A, uh, a setup that's currently in beta, so not everyone has it. Not everyone has all the same things. But this week, people started to get Disney Plus on their Peloton.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm pretty excited about this one um, because I love to watch the nature channel shows and Tom, <laughs> Tom does not. Uh, they just bore me. Yeah, I'm they like, bore him. I'm like, yeah. yep,
0: there's, there's another giraffe.
1: And meanwhile, like...
0: Just over there giraffing.
1: I could watch little baby animals do cute, adorable things all day and so I I haven't tried it yet um, but I think that this is something I could totally get into this Disney Plus and Netflix were both the ones that I was super excited about so I'm really glad both of them have shown up
0: I uh my Disney Plus show lately has been locked up abroad you mean banged
1: up abroad
0: well I don't like to brag (laughs) but uh yes we talked about this a week or two ago but yeah that It's funny how they're all basically the same story, and yet each one is riveting in its own unique way.
1: Well, if nothing else, the people telling you the story, I can't look away. Yeah. Uh, You know, sometimes I'm just like, are you high right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like
1: to play that game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some
0: of them you have to wonder. But you do. I
1: Yeah. I love that show. Now, see, I think I would get bored doing my bike in that, though.
0: I get that. Android users now have home screen widgets.
1: So this is very exciting for Android users, because the iOS users got this quite a while back. It's been several months. So I say several months. I know that seems like a long time to wait for Android users. But given that, when I was an Android user, it was literally
0: years. <laughs> years. It was um, bad.
1: This is a quick turnaround. It was. I
0: think I think they realize, especially if, if their whole thing now is we're an app company that happens to have equipment sometimes. If you want to go down that road, then that app needs to be fully functional on, on all devices. you, You can't just go, well, the app's just a bonus. And if it works on your phone, great. And if it doesn't, whatever, it's the bike that you really bought. They can't, They can't say that anymore. So even though this is very quick based on historical measures, it's probably still not as quick as it should be.
1: I I would agree with that, too. I will say it's always going to be harder for Android. Uh, There's just so many different packages that you have to test for and and be prepared for. I also wanted to point out, uh, just because I've heard a lot of chatter about it, that people have been reporting since this update came out. They can no longer filter. This is only on Android users. Mm-hmm. Filter on their classes, and that they are having trouble with their Strive score. Now, this was reported last night, so Tuesday night. By Wednesday, ninety percent of people were saying this was resolved. Although there are still some some naysayers over on the OPP. <laughs> what I know, what? I know it's shocking. Negativity Just,
0: on the OPP. I know you it's should call crazy. It the no PP.
1: <laughs> so. If you are one of those people and you are still experiencing issues, number one, try re-updating your phone. And number two, please reach out to the Peloton customer service because that is not supposed to be the the outcome of this update. It's not what is being planned and it should not be showing up. So if you're still seeing issues with that, reach out to them, not to me. Yes. and, And have them help them help you. Help them help you. There we go. Got it.
0: The monthly email blasts from Peloton are getting a new look.
1: Yeah. So we've got all new colors. We've got a whole new thing. So instead of being like, here's your monthly overview, it's like, ooh. And then they they show your monthly trends. They show how far you've come. Uh I really love emails like this. Like I I love being able to see this month compared to last month. I love knowing if I hit new numbers, if I did new things. So it's cool. It's also neat that they have like a new subject line for it. I don't remember what it said, but like something like, let's see what you've been up to in the last month or something. It just kind of, you know, it's a little more hip, a little more like getting your attention. I know that it's been a while since we talked about Peloton kind of changing up their marketing and rebranding everything, but clearly this is part of that. And it's pretty cool to see. Uh, I love seeing the the little things that stand out to me personally. I, I also noticed today that uh, Peloton is starting to show up on influencer accounts, so so now you might see a video from an influencer and they start talking about how they fit Peloton into their day. Uh, saw one today, and I can't remember the Was name like
0: Monet Michelle. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: Uh, and she's got like a million followers, so I'm sure that wasn't a cheap uh, collaboration. And uh, I think it's it's pretty cool that Peloton is leaning into this because I think that it's going to open it up to people that are, we were talking amongst ourselves within the the writer group and somebody said, this is probably aiming toward younger people right. and more diverse than just like, you know, white people. Right. And I think that's true. For I think sure. that's really Yeah. True. I
0: mean, I think there was a real vibe around Peloton with, with the kids today that like, oh, Peloton is something my, that your mom does. Your mom does. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're trying to like, like kill that with a
1: bat. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a good way to do that. So we will keep an eye on how this changes over time.
0: Peloton announced this week that they're having a first-timer Fridays at PSNY.
1: Yeah, so apparently this started in July, but we noticed this month it happened again. So now we're assuming, and it is a big assumption, this is just going to be a thing.
0: It's a repeating event.
1: Yes so a lot of you had questions how do they choose the people i don't know i don't have answers to that what i will tell you is the only thing that i know for sure is a requirement is that you've never been to the studio if you've never done a live class in studio you could be invited regardless of where you live this is this is happening to people in all states all ages etc so if you've never been Keep a lookout. uh, Make sure you don't have these go into your junk mail and uh, you could you could be one of the lucky people to get to go.
0: So what happens if you get an invite, but you live in Cleveland like it's like you either
1: you either make a quick flight or you don't go.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that they're they're extending this offer to people who don't just live in the tri-state area for sure. But it also feels like if you live in Oregon, it's probably kind of a worthless invite
1: yeah i mean i guess it depends on how much um advanced notice you get yeah i really i don't know but but also
0: i don't think most people are probably have the luxury of like oh yeah let me book a flight so i can do a peloton in studio class
1: i mean that's probably true but i don't know what else peloton can possibly for do.
0: sure like i'm not even trying to, to shit on it I'm well just...
1: every there's a lot of people that are so yeah. i'm trying to walk that back yeah I, like there's been a lot of negativity around like Here's here's the thing. Everyone complains that it's the same five people they see in class every week, and this is a way that Peloton is like going out of their way to get out of that rut. Can they help that other people can't come? No, they can't. I mean, it's it's a fair point. I just don't know what they can do. Yeah, I mean,
0: they can't start handing out flights. I, I mean, I I totally get that. I just I was just wondering if there was any sort of way, or you know, I wonder if behind the scenes, if you're like, hey like I can't, can I
1: get a can I, I get a rain I'm, check
0: I'm gonna be there in three months could I maybe do that you know? well
1: you know I have no idea if they would do that but I know that they're they're pretty darn nice so if they have the ability yeah to they'll probably do their best to help you out yeah you know?
0: but I but I do think ultimately it's good that they're doing something to try and you know as a someone who grew up a nerd I'm always in favor of someone helping out virgins
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd see it my way <laughs>
0: And thank you for your assistance (laughs) you're welcome you now have weekly plans on the guide
1: yeah personalized personalized
0: weekly plans on the guide
1: yeah this is uh interesting so we know this has been testing on the guide for a while uh there's There's some mixed feelings about this. I think that it might be a bit early for us to get super excited about it, but I like the potential. I like where we're headed. So in theory, you go into your guide and you tell it, this is how many times a week that I want to work out. This is how experienced of a lifter, a strength exerciser I am. And also I want to work out with weights or not with weights. I mean, those are some basic questions. And then every Monday they will release a new plan for you that shows you like, here's, here's some options for you. So I'm very curious to see when we kind of get to the next level. I'm seeing a lot of things coming back, like the classes themselves are great. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I am hearing that people that are using this, they like are real heavy on one instructor, and then they will be real light on another instructor. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of smartness in the system yet to figure out one how to mix that up more but two how to figure out instructors you're already working out right. with and maybe their point is to get you to work out with different instructors i don't know we don't really know what their algorithm is but i think that i think that it needs a little bit of tweaking before we can be like really excited but I love the direction they're headed and I'm glad that we have another new feature to talk about
0: and as rapidly as I as AI is taking over the world you got to think that over it this is only going to get better faster
1: hey Barry's big thing was we're going to personalize yeah. everything on Peloton like he was like that's our goal and this is this is like a very definite step in that direction love seeing it
0: they also made some updates to Peloton gym this week
1: they did now they are going to specify how to complete unilateral movements right side light left side alternating or simultaneous and they're going to be providing clearer direction on the rounds and the movements required for a gym ladder movement group all of that to say you're getting more specific details in your workout and so that's really nice for people who are using this who aren't they aren't already experts at the gym for sure and they're looking for more direction which is great So love seeing it.
0: And finally, for this segment, anyway, it's officially uh, back to school season. And you and the helper bees over at the clipout.com put together a list of some of the best apps for back to school. Of course, one of them would be Peloton.
1: Of course. But, you know, um, I have to say that uh, if we make it through this week without me, you know, fighting. Like, I yeah. don't your son is going to kill me. I'm not sure I can make it.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot. He leaves for school in like two weeks and he's still we're, we're, it's the like
1: emotions are everywhere. Yes,
0: it's still like pulling teeth to get him to pack. And it's like, dude, you are going across the country. We we live in St. Louis and he's going to school in Connecticut. And I'm like, you got to go like, get your stuff together. Literally. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't have an app for that, but I do have some apps that are great for whether they're younger students, older students, of course, yes, like you said, Tom Peloton is on this list because whether if you are a family member of somebody that has a Peloton great, you would be able to use that. But let's say that it's a college student and they are starting off to go to college and they don't they don't have all the things. Well, now they can take the Peloton app with them and get a student discount also Uh, one of my favorite apps I've used for years is Evernote. So you can take notes and this is good for whether you want to study, whether you want to attach photos, files, whether you're doing this for class or whether you're using it for a project you're working on. I've done it for both and it's amazing. I love the fact that you can use this on your iPad and you can use your stylus to write directly in it and making notes, making files, adding files. It's, so fast and easy and being able to share it across multiple devices is fantastic but we have tons of apps in this list that i highly recommend that you check out hashtag not an ad um <laughs> this is this is just the a love. collection
0: of things you dig
1: yeah. And, yeah and and not just me Our all of our writer bees are our, our, our helper bees included in there as well
4: peloton now hiring
0: We saw lots of uh, job posting this week. A lot of them were were for various showrooms, which I think we're supposed to call stores now, right? Yes, yeah, they're uh, stores now. One was in, uh, a couple were in over in the UK. One was in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So I guess the Long Beach store is safe for a little bit. But we also saw this one, Manager of Music and Content Partnerships.
1: Now, selfishly, I kind of hoped that Tom would dig it and like, like he would just like get this job.
0: Well, I think based on the fact that you need to live in new york and what they're paying it would be a pay cut
1: i know i know. also i don't I, I thought maybe you could convince them to work from home
0: you know I also like i i mean i think i could do this but i also like i don't already work in this end of the world so no. i don't know that they would want me for
1: that i know i know a person there's a lady i'm thinking of who would mm-hmm. be really good for this but i'm guessing they, they can't, can't afford, afford her. her
0: she ain't gonna work for this
1: Mm-mm. no no, <laughs> no she is not uh but anyway uh, i love this whole role the the manager of music and content partnerships uh the reason that i think it's fun and exciting is it shows that peloton is continuing to grow these partnerships and continuing to do fun things with it because it also talks about like how to get the most out of this marketing wise and how to get the most bang for your buck for these things so i think we're going to be able to see It says member growth and engagement partnership. So I think that means we're going to see more cool stuff happening with the music we're already getting, like the photo boost we reported last year or last week. One of the things, the perks from that was that whenever there is like a Uh, an artist collaboration, and you're there, you're going to be able to have pictures of you and the artists, like the artwork is one of the things you can choose from. I mean, that's fun. That makes it neat. Uh, So I think you're going to be seeing more things like this. And I I like highlighting that.
0: See what I think they should do. This is the job I should have. Okay, I should have this job. Mm -hmm. But instead of for music, it should just be for pop culture. Oh, my God. I feel like there are so many lost opportunities to tie in directly with film and TV properties that you could create rides around that aren't necessarily i mean obviously there's going to be music it's a peloton ride but aren't like tied around a specific musical act
1: and so, and, and and sports like they're, they've are they done pretty good with disney and they've done pretty good with sports but like there's a lot that could still be done here yeah
0: absolutely yeah. like I mean, I mean how cool would it be like if when indiana jones come out what if you did a scenic run but you're running through indiana jones scenes you're running from a boulder or you're
1: that would be so cool running through
0: the jungle or what have you so but uh but anyway there's lots of things they could do i
1: hope you're listening peloton tom's got ideas i've got ideas you're gonna have to pay more than this though yeah so unless he can work from home
0: (laughs) at least part of the time yeah coming up after this we're going to talk to dr jen she's going to answer a question about what to do when an instructor upsets you maybe maybe they said something to you directly maybe they just are of an opinion that you don't share and, but you love their classes. How do you process that? She's got thoughts stick around. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses,
1: Day money back guarantee and hundred Percent satisfaction find your Pair at gooder.com slash TCO And use code TCO To get free shipping
0: if you're looking To avoid carbs it's always a challenge Trying to find bread that Fits in with your keto lifestyle
1: So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order.
0: Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
1: That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O.
2: Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen.
0: Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant she's a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for usa gymnastics it's dr jen hello
1: hi Hello. we've got a tough question for you today dr jen uh this one is kind of more of a general question you know i've talked to a lot of people over the years who have interacted with instructors on all different levels and you know these instructors just become kind of almost godlike to some of us and uh Sometimes things happen that reduce our view of those instructors, whether it be something that was said to us directly or something that might have occurred, maybe even just something you saw on social media and maybe you interpreted it to be about you. But whatever happens, it can change your view of that instructor and it can absolutely be devastating for people that that occurs to. Do you have any thoughts on how they can handle that in a healthy
4: way? You know, um, Tom, do you remember, and I bet you will, mm-hmm. the album, the David Cassidy album, it was called something like, The Higher They Climb, The Harder They Fall. Do you remember that album? Yeah, that sounds, yeah. he music guy. Yeah. I think that, that it's very applicable to Peloton instructors. And our view of them. That, that kind of, the more we put someone on a pedestal, the harder they're going to fall because nobody can live up to the expectations. And, you know, one of the things about whether it is a Peloton instructor or a celebrity that when there's someone who you are seeing from the comfort of your own home or your bike or your tread, that they're in your home and you start to feel like you know them and you start to project a lot onto them. And when I say project, I mean kind of we we fill in the, the blanks that kind of, if you think of it like, like a connect the dot, we kind of draw the picture that we want there to be as opposed to the person who they actually are. We are all human. We are all flawed. We all have good days and bad days. We all say things we regret or sometimes get triggered and take things personally or take things the wrong way, as do the instructors. And so I think it's really important to keep in mind that all of our instructors are human and they have their good days and their bad days and that sometimes they may be misunderstood sometimes there may be information out them about the uh, information out there about them that is not accurate sometimes they say things that rubs us the wrong way and oftentimes when that happens it shatters our idea of who they are. And we tend to, especially when we pretend we go, oh, that instructor, like, oh, she is wearing the same outfit as me. Oh, we have so much in common. Oh, she talked about how she loved that song when she was 16. That was my favorite song when, when I was 16. Or, oh, yeah, she just broke up with her boyfriend. I broke up with my boyfriend. I felt the exact same way. So we start to kind of identify with the instructors and we start to feel very kind of merged with the instructor and kind of like we have a bond and a connection that we have kind of in our head. Like, and some some people do interact with the instructor, and that kind of, I think, sometimes makes it even more complicated because a lot of the instructors are so warm and so friendly, and it makes us feel really special when they message us on Instagram or respond to a post we did about them that feels very special. But again, they're human. And I think that part of our job is to enjoy what they bring to us on the bike, on the tread, on the rower, on the mat, you know, all of that, but also to recognize that they are human and that if we put them too much on a pedestal, that there's nowhere for them to go but down.
0: And also, at the end of the day, you really only need these instructors to be good at one thing, and and that's helping you through your whatever what, tread or bike or guide stuff, whatever. <laughs>
4: Yeah, inspiring you enough to get on and and do the workout or stay on.
0: Yeah. yeah, and just because somebody's a good instructor doesn't mean they're good at other things, right? Whether that's such a good point. You yeah, know, you and I don't mean to say that they're points. bad people, but they might no. not be your kind of people,
4: right? right? Yeah, and,
0: and that's kind of the the downfall of as I guess they they call this a parasocial relationship, where you end up knowing a lot about them because they're sitting there talking. And that resonates with you. But they don't know anything about you. You're just a, a camera. You yeah. Know?
4: Yeah. 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 And it's easy to forget that.
0: For, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I. it's funny because I've had people do it to us. And I've also, I know that I do it to, like, I have podcasts I listen to where I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I feel like, oh, me and that guy would be friends. Yeah. When it's like, <laughs> Probably not.
1: I totally do that with TV shows.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and little well, directors. And, and, and we do that with our instructors. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. It's very easy to do that with our instructors because they're so personable. And look, part of the reason why they have these cool jobs is that not just are they great at instructing and leading classes and picking music and all that, but they're really charismatic people. Yeah. Like, they're gorgeous, they're smart, they're funny, they're interesting, and the charisma is like off the charts and that draws us to them. But again, they are human just as we are.
3: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all that. Until next time, where can people find you?
4: You can find me on social media at Dr. Jed Man. two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I post all of my Peloton workouts on my stories.
1: Wonderful. Thank you instructors in the news
0: cody rigsby has announced his book tour
1: yeah we got all these dates up last week but it starts on september 10th in northvale new jersey and then the last stop is september 21st in chicago Um, apparently there is also a virtual option as well
0: i think at least it's some of them Mm -hmm. there there is so
1: so uh this is this is nice i know that a lot of these sold out really fast we got it up as many places as we could but these events they really they really went fast the riley north carolina one with all of these were gone within like an hour and (laughs) most of
0: these appear to be at indie bookstores so like they're probably not the biggest places in the world so which is great that he's helping out indie bookstores i'm not the smirching that oh, but of course but it also means that the capacity is going to be pretty limited at some of these places one would think
1: so. it, it would mean that and you also get a signed copy of the book whenever you sign up for any of these so if there happens to be availability still and you haven't signed up you absolutely should get and, yourself a signed copy
0: and i do think with the virtual option there's still a version where you can get a signed copy of the book you can do it with just watching or extra and you also get a copy of the book so well, sweet. just because you can't attend in person doesn't mean you can't get a signed copy so give it a shot there you go Kindle tool is getting an award called uh, it's a brand new award called make an impact award
1: yeah it's being presented by the american association of suicidology which fyi spelling does not catch like yeah. that's not a word according to the dictionary
0: Got got, um, a, got got yourself a red squiggly there I did yeah
1: I did it was kind of annoying because I couldn't make it go away but um you know obviously Kendall has talked you know a lot about how she feels about mental health mental illness what she struggled with uh and they this award is to say hey you made an impact by sharing all that information and also sharing resources with other people since it is the first of its kind it's pretty exciting to have that bestowed upon i mean anybody that would have that happen is it's pretty exciting absolutely congrats to kendall
0: camilla ramon this week uh decided to give people tips on how to prevent and avoid chafing which i would think in the world of exercise is super important
1: it, it is. It is super important. And uh, keeping things dry is very key to all of this. Uh, also, they have all kinds of little glides that you can use. Uh, glide, Body Glide is my go-to, although I'm the same person that got blisters this big on my feet. So <laughs> why don't you listen to Camilla Ramon and not to me.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good prescription for a blister-free future. hmm Jess Sims is gearing up for the new season of college game day.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's getting the excitement going and she had questions for everybody reading her social media. She wanted to know, what do you want to see on social as she visits each city and campus? uh, She wants to know, what do you want? to see more of on the show and she also just was very excited about the fact that she just did her her kickoff zoom meeting if you were wondering this is probably going to follow the same format as last year where her saturday 60s are not going to be live they will be pre-recorded and then they will show up uh, on demand so that's how she was able to keep it going last year and everyone is hopeful that that will continue this year during the, the college game day season as well
0: Christine Dierckele is competing in the cycle the what USA Cycling Masters Track National Championships. That's a mouthful. I'm winded just saying that.
1: Well, she's going to be winded when she's done. Um, So you might remember she was injured last year. This is really scary to be going back to this. But today is the first day. I know you guys won't be hearing this till two days later. She'll be in the middle of it. But make sure that you cheer her on. Uh, If you go to this article, you will be able to find a link that you can track all of her races and see how she is doing. So we are all wishing her a lot of luck.
0: And when you go to the you can just go to the search (laughs) icon and type in Christine and it'll be one of the top articles that pop up
1: and you can do it from your mobile as well.
0: So we have a couple of mysterious posts from instructors this week, Adrian Williams and Logan Aldridge both separately posted mysterious images from a recording studio.
1: They did. And now it looks like the recording studio where they record all of their outdoor content but the interesting thing is that logan has never had any outdoor content so that he has posted and also they weren't in the same recording studio at the same time that we can tell and so are they maybe doing something for outdoor content is there maybe something coming up with afo Another big thing is everybody is hoping that this means Adrian is going to be recording sleep meditations. People everywhere are obsessed with Adrian, how (laughs) he looks, how he sounds. He's just dreamy. Uh, So they're hoping to be carried off into dreamland. But no one is saying that same thing about Logan. So I suspect it's outdoor content, but we shall see.
0: Gotcha. Although people are saying that Logan's dreamy. oh of course
1: of course (laughs) they're not they're not saying that they think that he's doing the nighttime like the sleep meditation meditation. yes Yes.
0: also uh toonday had a post this week teasing an unnamed new project
1: yeah she's posted several different posts about it she's teasing it everywhere nobody knows what it is so we will be keeping you up to date on all of that
0: and that wraps up instructors in the news, but we have more stories to share with you. If you want to check them out on our bonus episode that lives over at patreon.com slash the clipout. it is there waiting for you. Also coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo. Uh, we have a listener wanting to know, does it make more sense to do multiple shorter workouts in a day instead of one long workout? And uh, he's got answers for you. So stick around. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. How's it going?
2: Hi. It it is going great, guys. Thank you once again for having me back. Always love being here.
1: Well, we love when you're here because we like to help people answer questions, and we know that you do, too. Uh, We actually have one today that was emailed to me. Uh, This is from Mave. M A E V E. So I believe that's how you pronounce it. And uh, she wants to know about breaking up workouts throughout the day. Oh. So she says for the last three years, she's been really good about working out three to four times a day, a day in the afternoons after work. Uh, She has a hybrid work setup. So most days she has a lot of flexibility. She wants to accelerate her fat loss and read recently that it's best to do cardio in the morning and strength training in the afternoon. So instead of doing one full hour in the afternoons, is there any benefit to doing 30 minutes of cardio in the morning and 30 minutes of strength in the afternoon? Also, if morning cardio is good, should it be before or after breakfast? There's like six questions there. <laughs> there
2: is uh, no, but these are really good questions, and they and actually, I was just recently discussing this with the clients, and they deserve an answer. The answer, of course, is it, it, depends. Depends. it depends.
0: Right? Uh, I would think the first thing I would think is if you want to break them up, you got to be really, really focused on. Actually doing them. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so easy to be like, like do the one in the morning and then be like, well, I worked out today.
1: That is exactly what that's, I would do. Uh,
0: I do not trust my myself. head went where I was just like, I'd be like, good enough.
1: Yeah, that is yep. I would do that for sure.
2: <laughs> you're you're right. And a lot of people do. Mave is not doing that. I can tell you by how she worded that question. I would agree. Yeah. That. Um so the, the key here is i love questions like this because i want people to understand what goes the nuance that goes into selecting the right choice for you because it's not a simple matter of oh yeah am cardio is best or you know do weights in the afternoon or one long workout or break it up is always best they affect the body differently so here's the benefit to breaking up workouts into smaller throughout the day the benefit is instead of getting a metabolic spike once in the day you get it twice so what does that mean well recent research we're just discussing this recent research has come out that shows that has shown athletes participating in high intensity exercise still show signs of an elevated rmr bmr base metabolic rate up to 22 hours after the exercise session So in theory, you're gonna get that spike and then you're gonna get a second spike and what it's gonna do is it's just gonna keep your body in elevated metabolic rate. Now, it's not a massive rate. Most of that elevation declines within about three hours, but you still have some base elevation. Now, here's the trick. When they redid that study, but now under the circumstance of someone who is in a hypocaloric state, dieting, trying to lose weight, well, the metabolism has one extra little jab and way to get back at us. They didn't last anywhere near 22 hours showing an uptick. Why? Because the body is trying to become more efficient. Metabolism is acclimating. It's all over. <laughs> it's on to you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> However, what that does is it puts an additional feather in the cap of breaking up your workouts because it's simply – A little bit harder. Now, this is not going to be the difference. If it's like I have 30 pounds to lose and I'm going to lose it because I'm taking my one hour workout and splitting it into two 30 minute workouts, you're not going to lose 30 pounds. Not going to happen. Now, I've been at this weight, I've been doing all the things right. I'm fighting with this last four pounds. Now, let me make this adjustment. Yes, these are the type of things that can make the difference. They're nuanced. They are not the main entree. Main entree is going to be daily totals. It's like snow chains. That's
0: it. Snow chains. Your tires work no matter what, but all of a sudden they stop working. (laughs) You put
1: snow chains on.
2: (laughs) That's... Okay, Paul always has an illustration.
1: He does. He does. It. That one wasn't was exactly pop culture. It. That wasn't pop culture, though. I'm I'm really impressed.
2: That's practical.
0: <laughs> practical. I've seen him put on snow chains in movies. <laughs> never. I've never that. seen a snow chain in real life. <laughs> I just wait for things to thaw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do. <too. laughs> that is exactly. Like shovel
0: the driveway. That's what spring is for. You nerd. <laughs>
4: He's not joking.
0: (laughs) I've used a snow shovel once in the last 20 years. It was to pick up dog puke.
2: So Maeve, thank you for the question. The answer is stop all your cardio and just shovel snow. (laughs) While
0: wearing snow
2: chains.
0: (laughs) It's like CrossFit or something.
2: Love it. I love it. Okay. So real quick, the counterbalance. So why wouldn't everyone just split their workouts? Right. Well, there is a very relevant reason. And that is there are systems, biological systems that adapt based on time. So there is little incentive to not break it up other than practicalities and time management. If you are not trying to increase endurance, if you're trying to increase your endurance what you need is the last half hour the first half hour doesn't get you into the pathways doesn't challenge the way your body uses fuel uptakes triglycerides mitochondria feeds the body in, in different ways on a cellular level all these adaptations take place the last few minutes of your endurance session. Therefore, there is no shortcutting endurance work. You have to put in the time and they have to be consecutive minutes. If that is not a primary goal for you, if endurance, long duration endurance is not a factor, there is some subtle benefit. That said, we just did a test at MetPro where we analyzed a large subset of our clientele and the results was surprising. The results were that. Uh, individuals participating in exercise greater than three days a week would lose an uh, increase of 34% body weight, uh, 34% body fat. They would lose that much more weight. Now, ones that didn't exercise because they were manipulating the diet, they still lost weight, but 34% more. Now, here's the kicker. That did not take into consideration time or intensity. So does that mean time and intensity don't matter? Absolutely not. I can tell you uh, doing this 20 years, they matter. But what it does give us an indication is what's the big picture. The big picture is habits. Are If you take large subsettings of the population and I had to give you advice to help you improve your metabolism, it's get consistent with your workouts is your number one goal. So whether you prefer working out in the morning, evening, my answer is work out when you'll be the most consistent. Research has indicated early morning workouts the average person is more consistent getting. We can imagine the reasons for that. But if you can't work out first thing in the morning, work out in the afternoon and anchor it to something in your schedule that doesn't move. Uh, Maeve uh, asked if she should be doing cardio in a fasted state mm-hmm. or not fasted state a lot of that depends on how much weight you have to lose and your body type so mesomorph and endomorphs are typically well served by some fasting state cardio because usually muscle loss is not a big factor for them ectomorphs that are close to their goal weights are not usually served well by a fasting state cardio because What it does is it gives you a slight notch in fat burning, and it gives you a slight mark against muscle development. And that's usually not a good exchange for ectomorphs. So each person has to determine which priority they're going to have. And in all cases, if your performance is suffering, in other words, well, because I didn't have breakfast first, I can only get through half the workout. That's a losing equation. Assuming breakfast first not or not isn't significantly impacting your exercise, then consider your goal and consider your body type and deciding if fasting state cardio is right for you. So hopefully that'll help a little if you're that petite frame, you may want to go ahead and eat breakfast first. If muscle mass is not an issue for you, try some fasting state. If your energy evolves, yes, do cardio first, save your resistance training for the afternoon.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you Great for all advice. that. Great advice, yeah. And Absolutely. Of, of course, Great question. we're painting with broad strokes. You're painting. We're watching paint. But uh, <laughs> this is not a one-size-fits-all thing. If people would like things tailored to their own personal journeys, where can they find you?
2: Thank you, Tom. Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Peloton Celebrity Sightings.
0: You might remember a year ago or so, people thought J.J. Watt was on Peloton. He's a big-time football player, so we've been told, or now retired. And They
1: said he is a sports guy, so that's, yes. you know, we don't know. Sure. Yeah.
0: And so uh, that turned out to not be true, but now he is actually on Peloton, uh, as he posted from his own verified account, so we know that it's true. But he also had some questions about <laughs> how metrics are being decided because <laughs> He didn't come in first.
1: He was like, is Lance, is Lance Armstrong in this class? Because see, there were eight. He was number eight out of 54,000 people. Uh, and we all say to you, JJ, no, their bikes are jacked.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: not saying Uh, there isn't someone out there who's gonna I mean uh, he's a professional athlete but there are lots of professional athletes that have that have bikes so like maybe
1: eight of them really were on at the same time
0: perhaps but statistically speaking probably not yeah so but uh but yeah so welcome to the Peloton family JJ Watt
1: yes welcome new content
0: the extra series has new classes
1: yeah. And I need to be clear that these are talking about rowing and I called it extra 10, but it's just extra. So it's extra five actually for the row, but they're, they're expanding to the row and that's the whole point. That's what's exciting. So now we have extra classes. You can drop into your runs, your walks, your hikes, and of course your biking, but now we're adding the row. Very cool.
0: Peloton is celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop.
1: Yes, and they're doing that hip hop tour we talked about. But this week we are headed to the south, and so there's going to be a 30 minute run with Marcel, M- Marcel Dinkins. Uh, there's going to be a 30 minute hip hop with yoga with Dennis, and then a 30 minute hip hop boot camp with Just Sims. So that's all in collaboration with Rock the Bells and LL Cool J.
0: Jocelyn Thompson Rule has a special class for UK Carnival
1: yes so the carnival takes place uh in well in august but also um apparently it takes place uh, just outside of hyde park in the uk okay i only know this because i recently took the 20 minute scenic walk uh Ah. and it was with uh let's see it was with two of the british instructors and i can't remember which ones but uh, oh it was hannah frankson And it was actually one of the German instructors that was with her. And uh, anyway, they talked about the carnival. And uh, so Jocelyn Thompson Rule is doing a special class. It's going to be on uh, August 25th at noon Eastern. And it's going to be a walk and run, walk plus run. So last year there was a walk. You can pair that up while you get ready um, or take them back to back. That'll be awesome.
0: Gospel yoga classes are back.
1: They sure are. Uh, Chelsea Jackson Robertson. She has always. Did I say Robertson? You did. I'm so sorry. Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Uh, She has been doing gospel yoga classes and they come back seasonally this year. They are back. So very excited to see that.
0: Also, DJ John Michael announced some new lane break levels for people.
1: Yes, and they actually aren't on the screen, just for confusion confusing purposes. Gotcha. So uh, their new levels were Motley Crue and uh, 90s Pop, I believe. And if you, if you scroll down, I can see if I'm correct on that. So, yeah, okay, there it was. There's a 15-minute Motley Crue hits, and then there's a 30-minute set, and then there is a 30-minute Pop extravaganza. Ah. Yeah, so lots of fun. And those are all for the tread.
0: Gotcha. And we also have a new thirty minute Trevor Hall yoga flow.
1: Yes. Uh, so Trevor Hall is actually a he uses yoga. Uh, he does performs yoga, whatever you want to say. Practices. Okay. That's the word we're we looking for. Uh, so there will be one special class on August eleventh at six thirty a.m. with taught by Kristen Mickey. So that's pretty cool. You can also file it under. Uh, artist collaborations.
0: Ah, I see. I didn't realize he was an artist. Yes. I just thought he was a yoga instructor like I never a, heard
1: of. <laughs> my word. He kind of does um, like folk music, so it's really not something that you would, not my would jam. be on your radio.
0: It yeah. wouldn't be on my radio either. It's true. The only folk musician I listen to are the Smothers Brothers. You
1: mm. uh, can count that but
0: Okay. They are, you can absolutely count the folk musicians as Smothers Brothers. Okay. Yes. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Mm. Don't get me started. Okay. I'll go down a whole pop culture lecture rabbit hole. Save it
1: for the bonus.
0: About the Smothers Brothers and folk music. Save it. I'll do it. (laughs) Kirsten Ferguson has a new 15 minute run.
1: She does, but this one's special. It is an outdoor only, an audio only outdoor run, and it's geared toward beginners and those returning from injury. As you know, she recently had an injury that she is recovering from. So it is perfect for people in the same boat.
0: And Logan Aldridge also has a new adaptive strength.
1: Yes, it's another seated adaptive class, and it's going to be taking place on August 10th at 10 a.m. Eastern. So make sure that you check it out.
0: And finally, there are all new resistance band classes for people to check out.
1: And these are with Marcel Maurer. So they're probably going to be taking place in Germany. These take place on August 8th. They started on August 8th, Uh, so you can check those out. They should already be on demand waiting for you. In case you missed it.
0: And finally, every week uh, within the Clipout group, which if you're not in, you should be, find us at uh, facebook.com slash the like the page, and join the group. They're two different things, but we ask people to give us their top five weekly classes, and or their favorite class, and then we compile to see which are the top five.
1: We do uh, so this week we had a 10 minute breathing meditation from Chelsea Jackson Roberts, we also had another Barbie run this one or Barbie class this one showed up. Uh, from Marcel Dinkins and it was on 30 minutes, then we had a 60 minute walk and run with Mariana Fernandez and a 30 minute epic sing along ride with Jen Sherman and then another 60 minute total strength with Andy spear so just can we just run through and tell why people loved them absolutely so chelsea they this person her name was jennifer perez and she noticed she was anxious so she was getting ready to start a scuba diving course and she used this meditation to calm her nerves uh she did it the night before and it helped and she felt a lot better uh, then we have our favorite run, the Shady Barbie. <laughs> that was what Marcel called it. Uh, everybody loved the Barbie classes. This was no exception. Trish Lalonde, one of our tipsters, uh, loved this take on the Barbie theme. It was a lot of fun and she was Shady Barbie and throwing shade at people in the room who hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> with all the
0: money it's making I'm surprised there's anybody left who hasn't seen the movie.
1: For reals. Uh, and then we have the favorite Peloton run walk. <laughs> this one was with Mariana. So... Yeah, I I took this class. And I got to tell you, she was not joking. Mariana did a an 11 minute running interval in a walk run class. I mean, when this person says they were like, what? Yeah, for real. Yeah, what Uh, 11 minutes. And so it but I have to say this whole class was amazing. I felt so good when I was done. It had a great playlist, including Green Day and Eminem and Taylor Swift. So (laughs) you know. Uh, then we had, of course, the epic sing-along with JSS. I have to highlight Lisa Getty's favorite moment in the class. She was in, uh, Jen Sherman was in top form, and uh, it was all ladies music, and she said, during the Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone, she said, if there's a single one of you who don't know the number, get the fuck out.
2: <laughs> I
1: love it. Obviously, she just meant you're probably not of her age range if you don't Uh, and then uh, 60 minutes with Andy the class was so great Andy knows his stuff and his adjustment prompts are great I feel like he's talking directly to me elongate your spine and focus on your core how does he know I was slouching and slacking (laughs) (laughs) I love that it was just a hunch Uh, (laughs) and that is from Linda Hawk Uh, so lots of fun feedback from the TCO community absolutely
0: thank you so much guys also don't uh forget that there was a new apparel drop this week
1: yeah so it was just a couple of things it was a windbreaker and it was uh some shorts now this kind of ties into the Jen Sherman 80s theme in that they looked like windbreakers from the 1980s but they are back they are stylish um I don't know how well that they are selling I will be curious to see It was just a little mini capsule collection great for runners
0: Awesome. And finally, in birthdays, we've got uh, three this week.
1: Oh, it is August.
0: First up, we have Christine Diercole, the aforementioned Christine D'Ercole on August 11th. And I guess that means she'll be racing on her birthday. Gosh, it does mean yeah. that. It does. And then uh, Rebecca Kennedy on August 13th. And finally, former instructor and past guest Nicole Moline on August 17th. So if you see him on the socials or I guess in real life. Wish him a happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday, ladies.
0: And coming up next in our interview, we're going to learn all about grief doulas. It's not as sad as you might think. It's a natural part of life, but uh, it's a riveting conversation. So do stick around.
4: Checking in with the Peloton community.
0: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Joko Tifa Alaye. Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. I'm so
1: Grateful to be with you guys. Well, we how- are so grateful to have you here. I'm,
0: I'm always intrigued when someone comes on camera and they've got like a crazy good microphone. I
3: know. I'm I like, know. Well, what
0: does that mean?
3: Well, she, <laughs> it means I'm trying. Is she's what it got. Means. She's got videos, Tom. Yeah. She's got
1: lots of videos and lots of things that she's sharing with the universe, which we're going to dive into okay. because I have lots of questions. Let's but get to the diving. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. How did you originally find Peloton?
3: Yeah. So not 2019 okay peloton came into my awareness and i really wanted it i was like this is going to be it but i get excited about things and so i said okay well i'm going to try the app and if i can use the app and like stick to that then like i know i can commit right so i tried the app first thing i ever did i took it to the gym i did a matt wilpers like a stretch and then a run and i loved matt from like day (laughs) one and uh i used the app consistently and it felt like I needed to do it, right? It felt like it's something I need to like, just buckle down and get done. So at the end of 2019, I made two purchases. I made the Peloton purchase, which came in like December and I bought a tushy bidet. <laughs> and then it became you, 2020. I feel like you cursed us. I did not. The universe was like, you are gonna need these things to get through 2020. <laughs> Well, and that can right. be your soundbite. That is fine. You get sponsored by Tushy at this point. <laughs> the gym's closed. One day I went to like eight stores and there was no toilet paper, and I was like, "I like it's cool, fine, it's fine. We're gonna make do with this thing." Yeah. Well, it's funny. I remember
0: posting online as it was all ramping up that like Amazon started. Limiting how many bidets you could buy,
1: and we knew we needed, yeah, yeah, Yeah. like we bought two because you were like, Oh, and
0: we have three bathrooms in our house, not to brag, (laughs) yeah, uh, (laughs) and we could only buy two. And I was like, Well, I guess the kids are gonna smell
3: funny, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it took a lot for me to convince my family, like that was something we needed to do, but like now we're all sold, now we don't want to live without (laughs) one, and and we've upgraded since then. I have a tushy and then other ones, but anyway, (laughs) I, I felt blessed by the universe i have to ask this is
0: might be a hyper personal question so just tell me to shut up what is the upgrade in a bidet like what are the levels
3: okay so that i think there are levels but i got the cheap one so it's cold water right right. like literally tap cold water okay so a nicer one like has a seat warmer and warm water and different like speeds okay Um, you know,
1: you know that we are a certain age when we start getting excited about things like this, because for Amazon Prime, I was like doing my list of all the things on Amazon Prime days. And I saw some of those fancy bidets and I was like, "Ooh, we might need to upgrade.
3: Yeah, I, I it was like for some holiday. I was like, oh, my husband, like, can we please can we get the next model up? It should,
0: the holiday for the bidets like every holiday has its own thing. Yeah. The holiday that you should give people a bidet on. Is Arbor Day
3: oh, because of the trees? You're saving, of the trees. The trees. you're saving the <laughs> trees. trees. All right, all right, all right. Well, there you've made a you like. Together, we have like created yeah <laughs> a four tushy.
0: You're welcome. Use promo code TCO at checkout. She
1: was super (laughs) skeptical too. She was like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "This "This is going to be horribly offensive."
0: I've seen guys like this before.
1: (laughs) And then, and then you pivoted. She was like, "Okay."
2: Oh wow! Oh
1: (sighs) wow! Okay, so sorry, we got a little off track. We do that. So 2019 at the end. So you were ahead of the pandemic buyers, which that's great because you didn't have to wait forever to get your bike. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
3: out. I had it when everything shut down because I was going to the gym, too. I was taking spin classes there. So, yeah, I had it for that, for all
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's trying time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now were you always like a fit person? You were going to the gym. You were doing all the things before you got the Peloton. So is fitness a big part of your life or no?
3: Yeah, it is now. So here's the arc. I've always had weight issues in my life i've always been self-conscious about my weight and at some point i'm only 5'3 i'm kind of short right and at one point i got to like 200 something pounds and i was like ah like once we get into that number like i cannot do that anymore right and so i was like what are the skinny people doing and i saw people (laughs) running i was like okay i will start running and so the first thing i started was the couch to 5k and I had a lot of friends around me who was really supportive. They would run with me. And I think I did a, my first run with a, a 5K color run. And I just like felt so great that I had achieved this big thing. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And then at some point in there of like trying to figure out my weight, I got pregnant and i had lost weight by then. And I had my baby and pregnancy and birth and all of that was that was another empowering situation for me. Like that taught me that my body is able to do like really difficult things <laughs> and thrive through it. I mean, I loved it, I loved it. I mean, I, the whole thing, I loved it. That's great, so the many times was-
0: you hear women come out the other side of that and they're like, I'm glad I have a kid, but that was awful. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's nice that you enjoyed yeah. the process like that.
3: Yeah, and not because it was- Fun. But like Pain-free. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Part of it is fun, I, yeah, part of it was fun, but it's more just like how powerful it is. Right. How powerful it is. And I came out of that experience going, I'm capable of being powerful, like for shame that I didn't realize my body could do like these things. Right. And so but then I gained weight again because that's what you do when you have the baby. Sure. I mean, maybe whatever. Stay home for a little bit. And so then I said, okay, let me get back to running. And I'm also a bullet point checker off. Like I like to check things off. So had a baby. Check. Done. (laughs) next we, thing we've what's got the a lot in hardest yeah. thing? like <laughs> that's the hardest thing what's the next hardest thing a marathon that's a hard thing i will do that so then i started training for a marathon and i did one in portland wow and i want to say 2014 okay and then i am not doing that again i'll be very clear <laughs> it was a slog i finished it wasn't about time it was just about doing it like sure telling myself i could do it and then okay what's the next thing bodybuilding sounds fun I will now try bodybuilding and so I found a coach and I did a figure competition and I want to say like 2016 maybe wow yeah right but these are extreme things that I did from like just being unhappy with the amount of physical exertion I was doing to like wanting to feel powerful to like completing these goals but I'm not someone who can commit to the long run I mean. I could choose to, right? But I have a lot of other competing obligations, right? So I've continued to run slash walk. I did a half marathon this year, but I walked it pretty much just to say I did it. I will never do bodybuilding again. There's nothing else like it. I loved the consistency. I love the ritual behind like making your food and packing it and bringing it with you and the transformations that happen. But that's again, very extreme. And so now it's all like me now, is putting it all together. Like, how do I have a baseline of healthy choices, healthy activity? Peloton is now a part of that. Although I guess I'm supposed to make fun of you, Tom, for not having (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) But I can't. I cannot make fun of you. So I retract it because I have not been writing it. I blame it on being a manifesting generator. I learned that I'm that. And apparently manifesting generators like do new things all the time and they like love one thing.
0: You've still done it more than I have. That's so true. That. That I is. think it's hysterical to hear just backing up a little bit when you're talking about weightlifting and you're like the thing that you liked the most was the food prepping. Like everybody always seems to hate the having to deal with prepping the food and I find it fascinating that like that was a selling point for you that you enjoyed that.
3: Yeah. Enjoy is a tough word. <laughs> I appreciated it. If I said enjoy, okay. I enjoyed the the vibe um, I
0: got was enjoy. Yeah. That yeah, so I enjoy like <laughs>
3: structure right Right. And so if you tell me what to eat like i will create a structure and i will eat it and i will pack it and take it it is like a little ritual Mm -hmm. of nutrients for sure so you
1: liked the taking the guesswork out of what should i eat to reach your goals.
3: I mean, yep. And uh, yeah, I liked the structure that was involved in you do this, this happens. Yeah.
0: I see that. I'm like that. I'm like, put the dots really close together for me. I don't understand why they work, but just yeah, like, I'll connect the dots, but you got to put the dots there for me.
3: Yes. Yes. I was really irritated about that for a long time that I needed dots. Right. I was like, I should just be able to do it. Like I'm an adult and I've done these things before. I could just, I should just do it. And that took some processing and then some maybe a all meme i don't know it was like olympic athletes have coaches right yeah. so who am i to not need a coach right
0: no i think that's a great way to look at it yeah and true like mm-hmm. not like you just found a way to lie to yourself but like
3: that's a very valid point it is absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And people do better with coaches and accountability. and That's why they got them.
1: Well, it's so funny, too, that a lot of people will not think twice about getting a coach for fitness, like especially if they want to run or something. But whenever you like add nutrition, they're like, I should just know that. I mean, exactly what you just said. I should just know what is my problem. But it's no different. And in fact, nutrition is 80 percent of the battle. So like it's not crazy that people need some help. And
0: we're still learning things about nutrition every day because it's not like regular science. Right. Like you can't A B test nutrition. There's no way to guarantee someone's always going to eat the exact same thing while this control group does the exact opposite. So, like, there's so much kind of gray murkiness around the quote unquote right. Way to eat.
1: I've really enjoyed all the science that's coming out about protein and athletes because they keep like learning new things. Like, they're like, yeah, in general, people should eat, especially if they're bodybuilding, they should eat more protein. I mean, that's very established. But then on the other side of things, it's like, well, but protein is so particular to the individual. So that's like, you can't just have like a US RDA recommendation that's going to cover everybody in every circumstance. So I really like drilling down on that piece of it. Women, especially older women, like, we we need to have more protein, but if you're trying to lose weight, that can work against you. I find the whole thing fascinating. Sorry, went down another rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rabbits I, I, are full of protein. <laughs>
3: Well, and you know, and I did macros when I was doing uh, doing the bodybuilding and my coach really had me dialed in. Like She did such a great job and I wanted to do macros on my own, but that was a struggle. And so now when I'm just trying I'm, Michael Pollan, do you know who he is? No. Food rules guy. He's an author. A lot of books out. And he, someone gifted me food rules a while ago. And it, he is like eat foods, mostly plants, eat things your grandmother could pronounce. There's a bunch, but they're really What real if your grandmother simple. was dumb?
0: What do you do then?
3: (laughs) Eat apples, bread, bread and apples. That's a great answer. (laughs) She did not
0: not say your grandma's. I gained nine hundred pounds because my grandma had a stutter.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that about your grandma.
1: No, he's messing with you. (laughs) I fake. Oh my gosh, you're so fun. Well, thank you, honey. I, I was, oh, you meant. Yeah. Joko. Sorry, I, yeah, that makes I definitely more sense. meant Joko. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Changing gears a little bit. I'm curious then, because you have Peloton, we've talked a little bit about that, and you have a blog. And I know somehow these two things intersect, but I don't know exactly how. So tell us a little
3: bit about your blog. So I'm going to tell you about me. Okay. And then I will get to the blog. That's okay. Right. Sure. So. I am a death care professional, which means I've worked in mortuaries since I was 18 years old. I'm now in my 40s. So about 25, a little over 25 years, I've worked in the death care profession. And I have gone through different iterations of what I do while I am there, from the very basic stuff to just maintaining the building to then uh, taking on apprenticeships, learning to meet with families, drive the hearse, like pretty much all the things that you could think to do in a funeral home, I have done. And now after... Well, okay, so pandemic, right? I, like so many people, sat and thought, why am I here? (laughs) Like, what is it that I'm meant to do? It really, that time was such, it could have been for people, very transformative. And so you saw that, you saw people quit their job because they weren't happy and go into something else. You just saw people realize their time was short. You saw people confronted with mortality and make changes. And I'm very aware of mortality. It's like every day, like someone is grieving around me, but still it takes a a thing like that to evaluate your life when mortality really comes into your awareness, which for me takes a little extra, I guess, but to say like, am I doing what I meant to do? And I also know from my job in death care that we as a society don't grieve very well and that we bottle it up and we don't do funerals really well and that it's something that we struggle with that idea. Even the word funeral, people are like, I don't want that. I see a lot of that. Now. right? And so I'm looking at the way that we handle that on a day-to-day basis, which we already need to put work there. And then I'm looking at the way that we are processing this tremendous loss, not just the loss of life, but the loss of this idea of the world was supposed to be a way. And now it is not this way and it will never be that way again. Even now, as we're kind of doing things for the most part, right, kind of back to the way it was, there's still a piece of us that recognizes, and for many people, their day to day life is significantly changed. Right. So I want to honor that. But for those of us less affected that don't have like something specific, it's still there. Yeah, like
0: If I go to a concert or a movie, like I don't wear a mask anymore. I was always a mask guy. Like, I'm not that guy. But I still have those moments of like, but should I be like, I still feel a little weird for not doing it.
3: Right. And all of those shifts that we're going through and figuring out how we're going to be the best person in our community, right? How are we going to protect ourselves and one another? It's a totally different way of thinking. And one that has in its roots, this grief of our life is different. Every time we think something like that, it means we've lost our steadiness. We've lost the, the foundation that we came to rely on. And so I looked at people not handling it and I wasn't handling it. Right. So it's not no fault of anybody. It's a unhandleable thing. And I thought we are going to need so much work in grieving that I better do what I can do to be in a place to support people in that way. So I have this foundation of death care and meeting with, I can't tell you how many families I've met with over the course of the years, dealing with this very acute loss. And now I'm pairing that foundation with what i've learned about grief and that what i continue to learn about grief so i can be someone who holds space for that and we don't forget that that's happening as we try to move forward there still needs to be a place where we can sometimes just be sad like man my life is different like i just want to sit and be sad for a minute and have someone say you sit with me and i will i will honor your feelings right now so I took a death doula course. If you have become aware of death doulas, those are... Only after um,
1: reading some of your information. That's it. That's yeah, the first so, time I'd ever heard that. I am fascinated by the term. I had no idea such a thing existed, but I think there should be more of them.
3: <laughs> I really do. Well, it's, it's really gaining traction. It was just in People Magazine, and Oh, fact. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. So they're little blips, but for me... I'm in the death care algorithm. So mm-hmm. everywhere I look, I see it, but I know that other people are not. But yeah, it's gaining popularity. There are several places you can go to get that training. So I took that course, and then I took a grief support specialist's course as well and said to myself, how do I take this knowledge and help people with it? And I didn't know how to do it for a long time. And finally, I just was like, I will just create a space where I can do that. So I created Morning Space. So that's where the blog is. I do a lot of content on Instagram where I try to just share with people what I've learned through death and dying, but also as a witness of grieving. Wow. Sounds
1: I, like a lot. It does. It, it does. It, it sounds a lot. really so heavy. I dance
3: around a lot and skateboard and, and roller skate and stuff to like <laughs>
4: shake it out.
0: Yeah. I, I can't imagine taking that on daily basis. Like that would be even with what you were doing before working mm-hmm. in a funeral home. Like that to me sounds like a lot of dealing with death day in day out and to take it on at its root like a funeral home is dealing with the aftermath where you're dealing with the beginning of the end I don't mean to be flippant but that's just the intensity there I remember when my when my father passed away and he was in hospice just like what that was like watching the people come and go and how intense that it was four or five days which in the grand scheme of things is not that long I know some people spend a lot more time awaiting that process. Mm-hmm.
1: But Mm -hmm. it's heavy. It's heavy. And even when you're dealing with somebody else's, like, to be a sincere part of it, you have to take a little on. You can't just watch it at a distance. I mean. I think
0: especially with what you're describing, because, like, a lot of times how you take that on is by detaching yourself. But by virtue of definition, you can't detach yourself or you're not doing what you do, right?
3: That's a balance of both. So I can't. Take on all of it because you don't, what you don't want with someone like me, right? Let's say a death care professional. What you don't want is for you to come to me crying and then I start crying too. Like right. you're looking for someone to hold your hand and walk you.
0: Some stability.
3: Yeah, you're looking yeah. for stability. And so that's my job to provide that to you. And so there is a little bit of detachment and that I can't take on all of the devastation that you're feeling, but I can certainly recognize the space that you're in and use my knowledge to help you and that doesn't mean i mean there's been plenty of situations that were very difficult to remain detached sure right but we try to do that in private yeah yeah no that makes makes sense sense.
1: you're still working at the funeral home
3: yeah so i am so i don't want to talk much about this let me say that that's okay Okay. (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's a long story but yeah, so I have a career, and then I have this thing I'm doing on the side. Got it.
0: Okay, so can, you, can we back up a little bit and just kind of yeah. explain to people exactly what a death doula is and yeah, what that I guess. entails?
3: Sure, yeah, so a death doula, which you also might hear be called an end of life doula or a death midwife. It is a non-medical professional that assists a family or the dying person spiritually, practically, emotionally, at the end of a life. Now, death doulas are very new, although I'm saying that to say the title is very new. People have acted in that capacity forever. Forever. Maybe not even
0: realizing that's what they were doing.
3: No, I'm talking about your grandma, who was with the apples. (laughs) She was there for somebody, hypothetical grandma, was there for someone during that transition and held them through that. There have always been these people Now there are people who are putting a structure around it and teaching people what they need to know so they can go out and serve others. But it's very, in such a regulated society, it's less regulated than a lot of things. I think probably because it's so new. Sure. And the doulas define themselves. So they say, as a death doula, these are the services I provide. Kind of like maybe a lawyer is like a patent lawyer or a trial lawyer or whatever. Doulas can say, well, I like to focus on just helping the dying person. I like to focus on just helping the family. I like to just focus on legacy work like scrapbooks or recording stories. You kind of have to look at the death doulas who are in your community and what they offer and if that's the right fit for you. And it's meant to be a gap filler with things like hospice or doctors. Right. So they're not medical. They're not going to give treatment. They're just going to be there to honor what your emotions. So maybe you are angry, but then your brother is very sad and your uncle is like denying that it's even happening. Right. And so not fighting any of those things. Just let's sit with that for a moment. And like, maybe let's help you understand why they could be feeling that way. And it's not wrong. It's just different. People process it differently. And then just practical stuff. Like what do you need to know for before and after with, with dealing with a funeral home or any other things you need to tie up, getting you in touch with other types of healers, like maybe acupuncture or aromatherapy, sound healing, maybe have access to those resources to help you. Or even some do that too. So some are also sound healers and they bring that to their practice. So it really defines itself. And so I define myself as an end of life Dulux. That's the certificate I got, but with a focus on grief. So I am not assisting dying people and their families in this moment because I have a career in funeral service and it's hard to put them both together at this time.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Since it's so new, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were probably completely unaware of it. How do people in that moment even find out of its existence? Yeah.
3: So they're all over Instagram. I'll tell you that. that. As as Is start the algorithm
0: that good that Instagram knows that, like, hey, your grandma's dying? Here's Death Doula how for do you. I don't
3: they know that, but I know that you start looking at them, they will show up for you.
0: For sure. But, I, I just, but a lot of people aren't going to know to look for them. So how?
3: I'm going to be on the clip out and I'm going to tell <laughs> Peloton writers that there are things called Death Doulas. For sure. Look for them. Looking up death doulas in your area, just—I mean, Google, right? That's right. what you're gonna do. They're probably gonna be more in posts, right? Sure, blue dots.
1: Things take you forever know? to make their yeah. way to the Midwest. Yeah, where, but, yeah. but
3: I— but I'm I know. I'm wearing
0: them. parachute pants right now. <laughs>
3: That's how long it takes. <laughs> Uh, But they are there. They are out there and they want to be found. So they want to do this work. And then there's NIDA, which is the National End of Life Doula Association. Okay. And if you go to their website, they have lists of providers who are NIDA certified.
4: Oh, that's good.
1: That's nice to know, too, because I mean, people are so vulnerable when they're going through the grieving process that it's good to know that there's a certification that like points people in a direction of people that really want to be there. They like it's not just somebody claiming to be a death doula. That's helpful. Yeah, that could be very problematic. It really (laughs) could. It really could. Yeah.
3: Well, and so it does. You should. Go about it in that same, like four birth doulas, right? You might interview a couple before you settle on one. And so that's another reason why I'm putting so much content on Instagram is because once I'm meeting with someone as a, a funeral professional, there's stuff that it's not the right time to share with you anymore, right? It's just too much. It's not helpful. So I'm trying to share that now to wide audience so that people are prepared before they get to this place. Cause so often we are not, and then we're faced with it and then we're emotional and trying to deal with this like, on like just <laughs> overwhelming thing is too much. So the more that people learn about it ahead of time, the better equipped that you are to be in this position, not to like make it better, but to make yourself more empowered.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You recently had on your Instagram some information for veterans and I didn't like commit it to memory or anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, that's something that makes total sense. Like you just assume, you just make assumptions about how the world works. And then you find out in this incredible vulnerable time that that is not the way the world works. And that's tough to, you're already dealing with all this grief and to try to pivot and deal with that. So I love that you're trying to educate people ahead of time i think that's smart yeah
3: it needed to happen for me to feel like i was fulfilling my purpose and i Kept wondering what the perfect way to do it was. And I didn't want to create. Let me tell you, I did not want to be a content creator. Like, no, I tried to pay people to do it for me. Like, please do. And then no one would do it. Like, I couldn't find it. And I think that was, again, the universe saying, like, you will do it yourself. And so it's such a
0: hyper specific topic, though. I bet a lot of people, unless it's something that they already have a deep knowledge and or passion for, like, I wouldn't want to wade into it for fear that I would say something wholly inappropriate or just.
1: Wrong. wrong yeah
3: yeah so i touch on that a lot as well and i approach it from both sides one side is i try to give you things that have the best chance of being inoffensive and then on the other hand i tell people who are grieving people are going to say offensive things that with not that intent. for right? sure they're saying it to say to comfort you and they're reaching for the first thing and we're not taught about this stuff and we're it's in the moment you are deer in the headlights what do i say Blah. And that is not always the best thing in any situation. I can't right. tell
0: you how many times I've been in a funeral and you're going up to the person who's like the closest to the loved one. As I'm walking up to that person in my mm-hmm. head, I'm mm-hmm. saying over and over again, don't ask how you're doing. Don't ask how you're doing. And then as soon as they get up there, hey, how you doing? Son of
3: a bitch. <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, yeah, so this is what you do. You keep your mouth shut and you give them a hug. <laughs> keep your mouth shut and you give them a hug. Any if of my hug- friends would if think... If they're not huggers, don't hug them.
1: Yeah, any of yeah, my friends
0: would freak out if I hug them yeah, because Tom's, I'm not a hugger. Tom's not
1: a hugger. Like, if he just starts okay. reaching out to people, they'd be concerned he yeah, was not okay. I I was <laughs> so you don't do that. Yeah. But,
0: you don't do that. Someone but, else does but, that. but I've absolutely done that. So, like, yeah, like, I'm not trying to do that. And I even know I shouldn't. And, like, you get up there and you just blank on what to say to someone in a situation like that. And then there you are.
1: You just feel so yeah. powerful powerless as a person who's Mm -hmm. watching somebody grieve. I I always say to people that like, I think that out of all the different things that you can like suffer through, like grief is the worst because it's so lonely. Like Mm -hmm. even if you like you have a family, like my sister died when I was really young. And I remember so specifically thinking how weird it was that like my parents and I all lived in the same house. We were all grieving the same thing. And yet We're so alone in our grief because we all experienced it so differently. And I just find. In a
0: way, you're all grieving a different person. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're grieving a sister. They're grieving a daughter. Like Precisely. That's that's a different thing, even though the human being is the same person. Like Mm -hmm. you're connective tissue to that human being is very different.
1: And that's what makes it... Very insightful. And it's so hard. it won't happen again. (laughs) 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 But that's what makes it so, like, it's the worst, because you don't know what to say to people, because everybody's so different where where they're coming from with grief. I mean, we're not telling you anything you don't know.
3: (laughs) You're like... But yes, and so one of the things I suggest is if you're not sure what to say, maybe don't say anything, just give them a hug or offer to do something like... I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna clean your bathroom today. Bringing it back to the bathroom, right? Like, just people want to like get things off their plate, right? And so yeah. do little things to get things off their plate. Or you say, "I love you" and I'm here for you. Yeah, right. That's know, what they need to hear.
0: I know sometimes I'll just acknowledge the fact that like I don't know what to say.
3: And that's another great one. Oh, mm-hmm. is
0: it? Oh, okay. All right. I got two. Yeah. I got two right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are, sign up for the yeah. death of course, man. <laughs> <gasps> you know, <next> I, <laughs> I,
0: I like I have such a weird sense of humor that so yeah, I don't I don't think you'd like
3: it either like
0: <laughs> it either totally works for somebody or they'll want to punch me in the face. Yeah, and, well, uh, and
3: so some people will want that. Like yeah. some people want levity brought into their. Sure, space. Like, absolutely. It's, so I would like to think that I would be one of those people. You never know. So it's happening. But seat for everybody. I mean, you do what yeah. you gotta do. Like People got to.
0: Yeah, no. And and I think it is important to have levity in that space in an appropriate manner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's don't it's, turn it into a. Don Rickles. No, but you
1: yourself, when both your mom and your dad passed away, both dealt with it. You dealt with both of those deaths with levity whenever. Yeah.
0: I mean, like the eulogy for both of my parents when they passed away separately, it wasn't like a tragic thing Mm -hmm. where they both in the. But yeah, like the eulogy I wrote, there were moments where people were laughing. I remember my grandma was mad at me because people were laughing. And I was like, I was telling funny stories about them, like not at their expense, but like and she was just so mad that I went up there and like had people laughing. And I'm like, but like when I die, I want people to remember that I said and did funny things, not be so grief stricken that it's just this constant burden on them for the rest of their life.
1: Also, your grandma couldn't hear very well, so There's she could that. just hear the laughing. <laughs> yeah. So she and, didn't know what they were laughing
3: at. And it took at. us forever
0: for her to explain it to us because of the stutter. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
3: but I tell you, and actually my favorite thing of all of the things that I do is to officiate funerals. Really? really? And I will do yours for <laughs> you. And I will make it funny. That would be great. I will just honor you in the way that That you are. Can
0: I tell you a funny story when when my mother passed away of the funeral director injecting levity and some very dark levity? Like, he knew. Who I was, like he had figured me out. My dad showed up to my mother's funeral and they've been divorced for years. It was not a good one and barely spoke, but my dad showed up like respectfully, like his presence was not the problem at all. And he shows up and he was dressed fine, but he was like, oh my, all of a sudden I feel out of place. And he's talking to me. And the funeral director, he's like, I feel really out of place because I don't have a suit jacket on. He's like, and I had one on and I never wear a suit jacket. And he's like, I just assume there's no way you're going to wear one and I'd be okay. (laughs) And I don't want people to think that like the ex-husband showed up and isn't being respectful. And I was like, dad, it's not a big deal. I don't think anybody's thinking that. And the funeral director's like, I've got a sports coat you can borrow if you want.
3: (laughs) yeah. I know where that was going yeah.
0: already. Yeah. Well, yeah. for the listeners. And my dad's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, well, that's good because it doesn't sew up in the back. Uh. And like, <laughs> I, was, I hate to say favorite moment at a funeral, but, like, yeah. uh, but it, I was, was very memorable. grateful for that moment. Yeah, you know? sure.
3: And that meant also that funeral director was being human yeah. in that moment with you. And for it, sure. That's like it's a beautiful thing. But also. I also
0: know I'm like, oh, that was a big roll of the dice there, buddy. Like that
3: yeah. could <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't do that, but I'm sure. very conservative in the things that yeah. I well say. it's one of those
0: things where you're better safe than sorry for but sure. Again, I think he knew how I was and how I had been navigating the process. But I honestly very grateful for that moment.
1: Honestly, yeah. and not everybody can pull it off anyway. I mean I tell Tom all the time, like if I say the exact same things that Tom says, like I come off as a bitch like every time. Yeah. We can say the exact <laughs> same words and I can even smile while I'm saying it. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. People have that gift. I don't have that gift. <laughs> but back to everything you're doing. So I think also we never kind of circle back around to like Peloton and yeah, yeah put it together. Yeah. Put them together yeah. for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so something I recommend people, well, doing something with your grief is very powerful, right? Because you're taking that emotion and you're literally like making energy with it and getting it out right? And that's a wonderful way. And I don't have to tell Peloton people that that's what's happening on that bike. You go to Reddit. July 27th, someone put, I think in Reddit, was like, oh no, I, in the main Peloton group, one ride do you go back to when you are feeling down and need to feel all your feels, right? So that, the bike is such a beautiful thing. And maybe I want to say this, you don't need the bike to be a part of the Peloton community. Any of that stuff helps. But how many times have I cried on that bike? How many times am I like just working through, or even you don't even know you're working through something. And one of the instructors says something and it's like, and you just fry and you feel so good after. Right. So it's one of the reasons that I love the Peloton, but not the bike. The bike is the tool, but the way that the whole system has been created to create community. So you don't feel alone Hand on your back. right? You have all these people. I see so many people saying and like bringing to the Peloton tribes what they're going through. You see like the specific tribes that are dealing with big life issues and they're gathering together to support each other. So Peloton is so much bigger than the equipment. And I want people to know that. And you can get that through the app and you can get that through these offshoot communities. For sure. When you sweat it out, like you're putting your emotions somewhere, whether that's writing or yoga or yoga or strength training, like some people, you know, muscle through it, all of that. It's just such a beautiful community that's been created. And I'll tell you my mantra, my business or my mission statement is to create a community of empowered grievers who intend to save the world by living well and dying better. And Peloton does all of that. And then I'm going to add that little, like, how do you die better part? I'm (laughs) I'm going to help you with that as you are as you were riding that bike. I love that. That's great. So do you have
1: like a favorite instructor that you go to over and over again?
3: I mean, so Christine, right, is uh, maybe a lot of them make you cry, but like she's so (laughs) adept at like digging in. And then you weren't expecting it. And so it's like, you know, it's not even the mood. So I love the idea of the mood rides, right, of uh, the sad and even like the heated. Those are great. The mental health one. There's a lot of great rides that point to that. But Christine will just dig it out of you at any ride. You're just like, I'm just here to do my power zone. <laughs> uh, so I love her for that. But I also love her aesthetic. It's, my, it's very similar to my aesthetic. Her music choices are, are very aligned with my music choices. Got
1: a lot so. of new wave 80s going on there. New wave, dark wave. <laughs>
0: Just as oh, long yeah. as there's waving.
3: <laughs> there's waving
0: yeah. Surf music. Wait,
3: different kind of wave. That's a different wave. Different <laughs> kind of wave. But, I mean, speaking of surfers, I do love Dennis. <laughs> uh, uh, but, so I'm a power zone packer. So I again, I'm like big on structure. So I love... That makes uh, sense. Just that pretty much the rides that I take are power zone rides. And so I really appreciate all of those instructors. Christine for the feels. Mm-hmm. Got it.
0: I'm just curious, because you deal with, with grief so frequently, where do you go to deal with grief?
3: Mm-hmm. The bike, the okay. gym, yeah, right here. Like this is my little meditation chair that I sit in, taking walks. I think that my car, I think that any space that feels safe for you to do so. And then I do really resonate with that idea of physicality while grieving. I'll bring it up to that. Like there's been moments in my life where I have had something very acute grief like loss and I've done like movement that has been really healing. And I just felt it transmute that energy into something very positive and uplifting and like feeling lighter afterwards. And then my community, right? And so I have different communities that I would grieve different things with
1: yeah. that makes sense
0: is there normally we ask people if they have advice for newbies on the bike but i'm just curious i'm gonna pivot oh she loves pivot. she always gets very worried uh-huh. um, <laughs> if there was one piece of advice you could give to people just about grief and death in general what would that be just one kind of overarching
1: i approve nugget i approve of the pivot okay
3: allow it that's All right. it Allow it. Allow it. Because we spend so much time pretending that it's not there and it will come out. Yeah. 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 It will. It will come out. And so if it comes, welcome it because your emotions are there for a reason. Right. They're to fight. And when you integrate them, you become a more powerful person.
1: I just have to share that I've been doing a EMDR therapy. I got hit by a car in February. I know.
3: I was going to say, I'm so glad you're okay.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank me you too. for that. <laughs> but I was really struggling with um, being scared all the time mm-hmm. of like in the car. Mm-hmm. But I have found we've not only processed that, but we've been reprocessing some other stuff from my childhood and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's kind of fascinating to me because through the years, I've just had to be so like in control of just my life. And it didn't occur to me that like I was also like trying to be in control of like every time I was emotional. And so sometimes that allowing those emotions to come out also just means it's okay to like let yourself cry. Like you don't even have to just give yourself permission to feel it. It's also just letting it out is the feeling it. And I think sometimes... I didn't make the connection between those two things. I think there might be other people out there that don't. So I just had to share that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I love EMDR. I think it's great. I'm glad that you are getting to revisit those things that have been in there. Right. And so I think we all have those things. Right. That's what I was saying in the beginning. And I see the way we all have things that we have not addressed. Yes. And I want to just be if you need a sign, here's your sign. You should feel it. You should feel it. You'll feel better after you feel it. And better is relative. Like relative. It doesn't mean it feels good. Right. But it means that it's meant to be felt.
0: Yes. It's like exercise.
1: Yeah. Doesn't always feel good in that moment. But then when you're done, you always feel better. We feel better for having done it. I'll put it that way.
0: There's a difference between feeling better and feeling all better.
1: That's right. Right. Yes. So I'm curious what your leaderboard name is. If you want people to know what your leaderboard name is. (laughs)
3: I do, but like, don't judge the amount of rides. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have space in between now and when this airs, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that space. Lots, or- like, Lots a five minute class? She's like,
1: I'm gonna. She's recommitting to the process. No, I just need the dots.
3: Uh I was so obsessed with those dots when I first got that bike. Let me tell you. Well, you've already said you like he, the dots close together, so I do sense. like the dots yeah. close, and I like them blue and every day. <laughs> But I, I mean, actually I got COVID and that's what knocked me off. Yeah. Like, do it. I was doing really great. And then I got COVID. And then it did get me back on the bike, but I'm not back to the FTP I had before then. And then it's been a long time. These are days because I love that song. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And before we let you go, where can everybody find you on Instagram? You keep talking about your Instagram, but I don't think you've actually said the handle.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Morning Space. You can find oh, me on Oh, that's right. You mentioned the name of the yeah. blog. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, morningspace.com, Morning Space on Instagram, M O U R right. N G. right? Morning status. And I'm creating a couple little freebies for, my peloton people and oh. as my mission is to build a community of empowered grievers i created the hashtag empowered grievers I love so that. if anyone wants to uh, join this community that i'm trying to build you can use that hashtag and you can check my link in bio and i'll have a couple little things for my peloton community that i love so much that's really awesome. nice thank you
0: you know where you would have came in handy in the world of peloton where's that is when daniel mckenna left
3: <laughs> the grieving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the that grieving. Was a, i know it's a different yeah.
0: type of grief but there was lots of people very upset
3: well and so i'm gonna say this <laughs> i see a lot of anger in the world over a lot of things. And I know that a lot of that root causes grief. And so a lot of the bad behavior that we see sometimes on the comment section, which I yeah. steer clear of, does sometimes have that root in grief. And so I try to give people grace for that. But yeah, that was a real tough time. And I understood a loss is a loss, right? Yeah. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if it's a you know, Peloton instructor, a movie star, a favorite book, a loss is a loss and deserves attention. For so sure. true.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fascinating. And fun, as much as fun as death can be. I don't like, again, not trying to be flippant, but it was very enjoyable.
3: It was. Well, I love to like flip, like you don't (laughs) expect me, honestly. (laughs) Death care professional, like it's not what's happening in your mind. So I like to, it is starting to happen actually. So that's wonderful.
0: Yes. Well, thank you very much.
3: Yes. Thank you. Thanks for letting me be here. I appreciate it. Of course.
0: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and the Peloton Leaderboard at Clip Al Crystal.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget, there's a bonus episode waiting for you over at Patreon.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time keep pedaling and running and rowing.